0: hi everyone welcome back to the inner growth podcast i'm your host carolina salazar and i'm so excited that you are here today and we are back with another solo episode. So it's just going to be me and you today. And we're going to get cozy and we're going to be talking about perfectionism. This is a podcast episode I have literally wanted to record for so long. And I took a long time because I was waiting for the perfect time as the recovering perfectionist that I am. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about it today. But before we do, I just want to do a few life updates because I feel like it's been a while since we've talked and I have a lot of updates, I think. So the last time I recorded a solo episode, it was for a reflection on 2022, sharing the things that I learned. And then we also talked about body image and some tips for better body image. And since then, we haven't talked. And I feel like there's been a lot of updates in between that. But basically... Major updates are I signed up for a half marathon and I'm really excited about it because it's a stretch goal for me and I have always enjoyed running. I started running mainly in quarantine and kind of stopped for a while and got back into it in the fall and it just makes me feel really good and my friend Mia signed up for a half marathon so I thought why not maybe this is the year to do it let's just go for it so I signed up. And it's on April 30th, which is almost a week after my birthday, which is on April 21st. So it'll be a great way to ring in 24. So I'm super excited about that. And the training process has been pretty good so far. I'm using the Nike Running Club app for the 14 week plan that they have. And basically they just give me a training plan to do every week. There will be like shorter runs during the week and then one long run. And I'm pretty sure that that long run is going to get progressively longer every single week leading up to the race so it's been really fun and I've just been having a really good time just waking up going outside first thing in the morning and playing some really good music just vibing and feeling the wind in my face and just enjoying the runners high and the endorphins and that's been lovely and another investment in myself that I made this year is working with a nutritionist. I wanted to just invest in my physical health a little bit, get a bit more support for my petite body frame so I can see some more results from my workouts. And I'm really excited because the nutritionist that I'm working with is so nice. Like, he is amazing. It's very, very doable. I never feel like I'm not eating enough. And I've been eating very, very similar to how I normally do is just with like a few adjustments so it's been great so far and I've just been feeling really good and then a personal life update is that I am moving so I'm actually moving with Pedro we currently live together we live in Manhattan and we mainly decided to move because one we wanted more space we currently share a one bedroom so I end up working in the living room all day and I have a hard time separating work and just Our common space. So, a big reason was that we also love Brooklyn and wanted something just a little bit more chill, a little bit more laid back. And we want to get a dog this year. So, manifesting that that happens in 2023. But I think being in Brooklyn is going to be just a great place to have a dog, to take a dog on walks and everything. So, we ended up signing an apartment. And we signed the apartment actually while we were still in Brazil like right after new year's we found it one of my friends went to see it for me so shout out to julia if you ever listen to this episode but literally so so amazing she went she gave me the go ahead and so we signed the lease and we're really excited. So we move in exactly a month. So on February 24th, we will be moving. So I'm really excited. And I know it's just going to be an exciting new chapter. We're going to a two bedroom, two bathroom. There's going to be a washer and dryer in our unit, which if you live in New York, you will know that that is truly a blessing. So I'm just really excited and I'm looking forward to it. There's just a lot of growth coming into this year, and I have some things I'm working on for inner growth as well. So really excited for that, but I won't share too much yet because a lot is still in the works. So that is the main life update. So I'm training for a half marathon, I'm working with a nutritionist, I'm moving and I'm back in New York. I didn't say that, but it feels really good to be back. I've literally only been here for a week and a half, but it feels like it's already been a month. And it's been really nice just like seeing friends getting back into my routine I did a massive meal prep this last weekend which was really nice so I have a lot of yummy food in my fridge and I'm also being a lot more mindful with my finances this year which has been a positive change for me because before I used to be the kind of person that would just like spend and not really care but I don't know I just feel like being mindful of my expenses and being intentional with where my money is going is empowering and has made me a more self-aware person. So that's definitely something I want to take with me into 2023. So with that said, let's dive into perfectionism. We're going to talk a little bit about what perfectionism really is, how it can kind of manifest in our lives, and some typical things that perfectionists do that you might not be aware that you're doing that could actually be self-sabotage and then some tips on how to grow from it how to let perfectionism be a personality trait that propels you to a better version of yourself instead of hindering you from going after what you want so with that said let's get into it let's get growing and i'll see you on the other side All right. So to start out, I just wanted to share a little bit about my personal experience with perfectionism. Growing up, I always considered myself a perfectionist and I always almost wore it as a badge of honor. I used to think that it was a really great quality and I used to always describe myself as a perfectionist and see it as legitimately like one of my best qualities. But I also didn't know much about it. And I thought that just like, Being a perfectionist meant that I did things really well, and that I was really hardworking and organized and neat and studious, and that I liked being the leader. Like, I thought that's what being a perfectionist meant, that I would deliver things to my best and put my best self forward. But over time, especially during my spiritual awakening in the last few years, as I've gotten into personal development, I've started learning a little bit more about what perfectionism really, really is. And how for me, seeking perfection was really affecting my relationship to my body, my relationship to feeling confident and accepting who I am, and my relationship to taking risks and going after what I really wanted. So I started to find that I was often procrastinating a lot. And I realized that I was procrastinating because I was waiting for the perfect time, for the perfect idea or I never felt good enough. And so I started learning more about perfectionism. I heard a few podcasts about perfectionism. I remember there was one really good episode on the Manifestation Babe podcast that I heard it really opened my eyes. And I remember in that podcast, the guest that was being interviewed was talking about how for a lot of perfectionists, one of the biggest traits is, as I said, procrastination. So, leaving something like the biggest assignment you have, the biggest essay you have to write, something that feels really overwhelming and daunting to the last minute because you're waiting for the perfect idea, because you don't feel like you are ready for it, because you're afraid of not doing a good job. And then you leave it to the last minute and then you work really well under pressure and you get it done. But of course, because you started later, it isn't to the best of your abilities. It isn't the best paper you could have written or something like that. And therefore, you submit it, but then you beat yourself up because you say, oh, I could have done better. Why did it not start earlier? And then you are, again, feeling imperfect, feeling not good enough. And it's this self-sabotage cycle. So when I heard that, when I learned that, it really, really opened my eyes. And from there on, I really started being mindful of the ways that I was self-sabotaging, for example, procrastinating. And something that perfectionists tend to do is we tend to as I said, procrastinate and leave things to the last minute, but especially with big things. Like we'll often procrastinate doing the big things by doing the small little things that feel really easy, like cleaning your room, like washing the dishes, like doing your skincare and makeup, like writing a perfect to-do list, like cleaning out your inbox, stuff like that. That feels really easy, you know, or like answering someone or scheduling something like those are easy tasks but the things that really move the needle we procrastinate because we feel scared of doing a bad job and then the second thing that I learned about perfectionism and that is a big thing that we all tend to do if you're someone who tends to also struggle with perfectionism is all or nothing mindset What that means is you go through extremes. Either you are doing everything and everything has to be perfect and you're doing everything to a T and you have this perfect routine and you're doing everything in your to-do list or you drop it. And I find that this happens a lot, especially with wellness habits. So let's say you want to have a new morning routine. So you'll write out or you'll think through what the ideal morning routine looks like. Maybe that looks like every day you wake up, you brush your teeth, you meditate, you drink water, you go work out, you come back, you make a perfect breakfast, you accomplish everything on your to-do list, and then you're not allowed to eat anything unhealthy and and this and this and this and this and this. And you have all these conditions on what you have to do to have this perfect routine. And then let's say you miss a day. You don't go to the gym that day. Oof. Oh my God, I failed. I didn't keep up with my habits. I suck at this. I can't be consistent. What's wrong with me? And then you drop it. Instead of showing up again the next day, you just simply let go of everything that you want to be doing. And then you fall into a rut where it's this all or nothing mindset. You let everything go out the window and you fall to this opposite extreme where maybe you don't have a routine at all and you just let it kind of, escalate, right? So let's say you miss one day at the gym and you let that be your reason to not go again because you didn't reach the standard of perfection that you had for yourself. And that's not a great way to be because it gets really in the way of consistency and your ability to have balance in your life. And so what's really helped me with this is embracing what I call the and mindset instead of the or mindset. The or mindset would be either I do everything perfect or I drop it. You know, either I cross everything off of my to do list and do everything that I'm supposed to do, or I wasn't good enough and I failed. The and mindset is the mindset of balance. It's the mindset of I can sleep in today and still show up to the gym, just I can maybe do a shorter workout. Or I can eat really healthy and still allow myself to eat dessert or have a drink. Or, you know, go out to dinner if I want to. Like you can do both. So learning to embrace the middle ground, learning to not let yourself fluctuate all the time through these extremes is a big learning lesson for perfectionists. And then the last way that I found perfectionism was personally affecting my life and it might be affecting your life in this way as well is through unrealistic standards I have for myself and sometimes for other people as well but mainly for myself especially with my appearance so for a really long time i found that being a perfectionist was hindering my ability to fully accept myself to fully love my body because i had these unrealistic expectations for how i'm supposed to look like but the truth is that you're not here to be perfect or look perfect there is no such thing as looking perfect you are just who you are and you have to accept your body as it is and work with it instead of against it. And setting yourself up to the standard of perfection, wanting to look like a freaking model or like a fitness trainer that is, you know, working out three times a day to record videos for her fitness platform, like you're not going to look like that if you're just a normal person. It's like, yes, you're being active, you're moving your body, whatever, but you're not going to look like someone who does that for their career. You can't be perfect. Perfect in how you look all the time or at all, really. And also, there is no really such thing as perfection. That's the fourth thing I learned. Perfection is an illusion because who determines what perfect means, right? It's a really subjective thing, the concept of something being perfect. And a lot of the times when we think about perfection, we think of something that is flawless, something that is you know completely perfect to a T done in the exact best way but the best way might be something also that is subjective the best for you might be very different than the best for someone else and so if you are putting yourself through this struggle through this pressure of being perfect looking perfect or seeming perfect to other people you're never going to feel good enough with yourself. You're always going to feel like there's something else you could be doing, something more that you didn't do yet, something that you still have to reach. And it becomes really, really hard to actually honor and feel grateful for and respect and take like stock of all the things that you have already achieved, all the things that you do really well, all of the things that are going well in your life. When you're focusing on the lack, when you're focusing on what you haven't achieved yet or in the characteristic or physical attribute that you don't have, when you're focusing on that, you're ignoring all the rest. You're ignoring all the things that you do, in fact, do pretty well and all the things that are abundant in your life. And so... This is kind of been my experience with perfectionism, right? Like understanding the procrastination aspect, understanding the tendency of going through extremes, as well as this self-imposed pressure to match a certain subjective standard of perfection and that resulting in not feeling good enough. That resulting in the feeling of lack, in the feeling of not being worthy, of not being enough. So... That is kind of the culmination of what I've learned about perfectionism, how it's played out in my own experience. And I bet that if you are someone who identifies with being a perfectionist, you will identify with at least one of those things. So let's quickly talk about some of the tools, some of the mindset shifts that have helped me embrace imperfection and work through perfectionism as a recovering perfectionist. So number one is embracing the and mindset. I already talked about this a few minutes ago, but embrace the middle ground. Embrace doing both instead of fluctuating through extremes. I always talk about balance as a pendulum. When you take a pendulum or let's say a necklace with a pendant at the bottom and you swing that necklace to one side and you let it go, it's going to swing to the exact opposite extreme back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until it comes down to the center again. Now, if you swing it to just a little bit off, like a smaller increment and let it go, it's going to still swing to both sides until it comes back to the middle. But that is the concept of balance, right? A lot of the times when we go through these extremes, we end up going to the opposite extreme until we arrive at the middle. So just one example, let's say you're restricting your food, you're telling yourself you can't eat X, Y, and Z. Now imagine over time, that's not something that's sustainable. So what's very likely that is probably going to happen is once you get sick of that, like once you are so, so burnt out from trying to keep up with that restriction, you're probably going to go through the other end of the other extreme and maybe overeat or just go on a binge or just eat all of the things that you were restricting. Now, that's not a very healthy extreme to be on. A lot of the times that can also be on a, let's say, an example of workouts. Maybe you are trying so hard and you're like pushing yourself at the gym and you're waking up at 5am and sacrificing your sleep to go to the gym every day and you're at the gym every day for an hour and a half two hours and you're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing your body with no rest days one day you're going to burn out you're going to get so tired and your body is going to break down that you're either going to get sick and you're going to have to completely stop training or you're going to just get so sick of that exercise that you're not going to want to do it for a while And that's because it's not sustainable. It's too extreme. Last example is with drinking, right? Let's say you go on a bender and you drink so much and you get blackout drunk and you feel really, really ill the next day and you throw up and you just feel so bad. What does your body need? Your body needs you to do nothing. Your body needs you to literally lay in your bed and sleep the whole day or like watch Netflix while you literally can't physically move. Like that's what happens when we take our bodies through extremes. It reacts in needing the exact opposite extreme and the exact same amount of extremity until you're able to just arrive at a neutral point. And so that is a big lesson that I've had to learn is navigating balance and the way that I've done that, the way that I've learned to truly embody the and mindset is by focusing on sustainability. So if I'm focusing on adding a new habit into my life, I will always ask myself, is this something that I enjoy and is this something that is easy enough to keep up with that I can show up for it daily? It's a lot easier to show up for a 30-minute workout every day or for a workout that you just love that gives you pure joy than to show up for a workout that you hate or that is overly long that's going to cause you to burn out. Same thing with any other habit. It's asking yourself, Is this a habit that I can sustain over time? Is this a habit that I can sustain over time and be consistent with that fits into my routine in a reasonable way so that I can do it consistently, get better at it, and then, you know, over time, let it actually be a habit for me and one that I look forward to. So that is tip number one. Tip number two is stop waiting for the perfect time. As I said, a lot of the times perfectionists tend to wait for the quote-unquote perfect time to go after the things that they really want. And they procrastinate those big decisions. They procrastinate those big leaps of faith. They procrastinate going after their dreams because they feel like they're not good enough. They don't have the best idea for it. They aren't, you know, at the point they want to be at to do it. And a lot of the times, you never end up doing it because ideas also have lifespans. Like, If an idea keeps coming into your brain and you just don't follow it and you just don't execute on it, at one point, it's just going to like be gone. You're just going to stop wanting to pursue it. You're just going to lose the motivation and the belief in yourself and it's just not going to come up into your brain again as something that you would want to do. And so this is where the Nike slogan comes into play. Just do it. Don't wait for the perfect time. Don't wait until you feel like you're the best at something to start it. What happens is that when you start something, you're probably going to be bad at it. You're probably not going to be the best. You're probably not going to be the number one. You might not even know how to do it exactly to the best of your abilities. But when you continue showing up for it, you get better. You practice. Practice is what helps you grow. Practice and showing up for something is what helps you learn how to do it better. And so stop letting the waiting for a perfect time get in the way just do it. Just go for it. Try that thing you want to try. Go for it. Literally launch that YouTube channel. Make that first social media post. Reach out to that friend. Create that business. Launch your podcast. Whatever it is you want to do, just go for it. Just try it. you know, be okay with being a little bit bad at it at first. Let go of that pressure of perfection in the beginning of something. And I mean, I think back to this podcast, even when I first launched it in March of 2021, now it's end of January 2023, like the amount of growth that I've experienced, the amount of comfort that I've developed in leading interviews and in being on a solo episode has grown so much. It's increased by leaps and bounds. And it's because I kept with it. You know, I think I'm close to 100 episodes at this point and I definitely was not the best at it in the beginning. And in the process, I've gotten more comfortable. I've found my voice. I've grown my podcast community. I've just gotten better at it with time. And I think that's just been a super amazing experience for me. And I think it's the experience with pretty much everything, right? When I think back to content creation, like my first few TikToks were very different than my TikToks now. My ability to edit a video was very different than it is now and even for example with YouTube which is a big goal for me growing my YouTube channel and posting once a week I still don't 100% feel like myself or feel totally comfortable on camera and I know that over time I will get better at it over time I will develop more comfort and more spontaneity and the ability to be more myself on camera I just have to trust the process. I just have to keep with it. I have to continue showing up. And that's something I keep reminding myself of. And then number three, the third tip that has helped me a lot with recovering from perfectionism is realizing that there is no such thing as perfection. It's a subjective thing. It's a subjective concept. And I don't have to be perfect to be loved. You don't have to be perfect to be loved. You are whole. You are worthy as you are. That is enough. The people who truly love you, they don't love you because they think you're perfect. They don't love you because you match every single standard of perfection they have for the people in their lives. They love you because of who you are. And our self-love should be like that too. We shouldn't only feel enough or only feel worthy if we've crossed off every single thing in our to-do list. We shouldn't feel good about ourselves only if we look perfect in every single picture and if we hit every single one of our goals at the exact time that we think we're supposed to. And we shouldn't feel like we are unworthy If you don't look like someone else or if you haven't achieved what someone else has achieved. That's something that will grow over time and will require practice just like the other things I've mentioned. You know, learning to tell yourself, I did enough today. I accomplished enough. That takes practice for sure. And one thing that helps me a lot is remembering what I did accomplish that day. For example... I think it was two days ago, I had a to-do list. I wrote out what I thought I had to do that day and I did not do a single one of those things, but I did like eight other ones. Like I remember most of the things on my to-do list I think were work-oriented, but that day I like did stuff for my new credit card. I canceled one of my bank accounts that I had to close. I called my eye doctor, got my prescription, ordered a new pair of glasses. I sold my couch. I cleared all of my emails. I posted a brand deal. Like I did so many things that I had to get done that weren't necessarily in my to-do list. And when I took a step back and I remembered that, it helped me feel like, wow, you know, you actually did do a lot of things today, Carolina. Like you should feel proud of yourself. And That takes practice because again, you might not do everything in your to-do list, but you probably will get a lot of other things done that are worthy of recognition and that you should celebrate no matter how small, you know, maybe even I got up from bed today or I went on a walk or I drank enough water today, like little self-care things are big wins too. And so take ownership of that, take pride in that. And just remember to keep that top of mind, which then leads me into the last tip for today's episode, which is embrace an abundance mindset. Perfectionism is really tied to a lack mindset because we're always focusing on what's not done yet, what's not good enough, what we haven't achieved yet, what's still yet to be done. And that causes us to focus on lack. A lot of the times it can also cause us to compare, compare to the most idealized scenario you have in your brain or to someone else in your life who you feel has all their stuff together or to someone else in your life who has something that you don't have and when you fall into those comparison loops or when you focus only on the things that are not yet done or that you haven't done perfectly then you are embracing a lack mindset you're living from a lack perspective. And so when you're able to flip the script and you're able to take an abundant mindset, for example, by taking stock of all the things you accomplished that day, even if it wasn't in your to-do list that you wrote down in the morning, that's an example of showing up with an abundant mindset. Another way is being proud of your imperfect achievements. If you did something that wasn't exactly perfect, but you still tried your best, you still delivered it, you still took action, It's still worthy of celebration. So be proud of those imperfect achievements and focus on everything that is going well. You know, maybe you're still figuring out your career, but you have a really loving family and you're a great girlfriend or boyfriend to your significant other, or you finished a book today, or you remembered to journal, or you have meditated for 10 days straight. Like there's so many little things that you could be doing that are amazing. And when you start to notice that, you start to realize that you don't have to do it all. You don't have to be, you know, this perfect person or this idealized version of yourself to be enough to be good enough to be doing well. And so those are my four biggest tips for navigating perfectionism. I hope this helped you. I also want you to remember and just really anchor in on that Progress and perfection don't go hand in hand. Perfection is the enemy of progress. And taking action is always better than doing something perfectly. Perfection is the enemy of done. Like actually taking action, pressing post, you know, sending that email or calling that person. Like taking the action and going for something It's always better than waiting for the perfect time or writing the exact perfect message or editing the exact perfect way. When you try to do something perfectly, you're most likely going to do it less often and you're going to get less practice rounds in. And the less practice rounds you get in, the less progress you're going to experience, the less growth you're going to experience. So for me, going for something and being okay with being bad, at it at first is always better than not trying at all so if this episode helped you please let me know share it on your stories and tag me at the carolina lifestyle or at innergrowth.co if it did and maybe share something that you learned or send it to a friend who you think might need to hear these reminders and just learn a little bit more about perfectionism and also if you enjoy this podcast, you can also join our free Geneva group, the Inner Growth Club group. It's always linked in every single episode, so you can definitely join us there. And also, if you feel like I have earned it, it would mean the world to me if you took one minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify, you can find the link to on the description of the episode that will take you to apple and if you have an iphone you will have this on your phone and you can scroll all the way to the bottom and leave a written review which takes probably one to two minutes of your time and if you are you know a long-term listener or if you recently found the podcast and it's just given you some value it would really mean the world to me if you did that because it's a really great way that you can support the podcast support me and I would also love to hear any feedback you guys have, good or bad. You know, if there's any specific episodes that you've enjoyed, if there's any types of episodes you want me to make more of, please let me know in your review. And with that said, thank you again for being here. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. And until the next episode, remember to water yourself. And I love you so much. We'll talk soon.